You are listening to episode 68 of the Style and Stewardship Podcast. So last episode, episode 67, we talked about inflammation and some of the things that cause inflammation in the body. Namely, I focused on the in kind of the the things that we are most exposed to because I truly believe that the things that we are most regularly exposed to are the things that are going to have the big the biggest impact on our health, right? We're doing it over and over again. It's constant exposure. So whether that's chemicals and toxins, um, toxins that are used to produce some of the things that we eat on a very regular basis. If you're in the United States or if you're eating packaged goods, if you're eating a lot of fast food, we are exposed to these chemicals that um, and these oils that create free radicals in our system and that create that can and i mean lead to inflammation in the body and inflammation is basically an immune response given by our body which is actually protectant and it's a great thing unless the body is constantly under stress and has to constantly be inundated with things that are inflammatory causing chronic issues leading to our entire system being in having some sort of inflammation. So that is what I talked about on the last episode. On this one, I actually wanted to touch base on the good news. <laughs> like I don't want this to be all doom and gloom. But the good news is that there are things that we can eat that can help our bodies do what God created them to do. So listen into this episode. You're listening to the Style and Stewardship Podcast. So what is stewardship? That is exactly what we'll be talking about in each and every episode of this podcast. As Christ followers, I think it's so important that we manage every single area of our lives to the best of our ability, not perfectly, but intentionally in our own unique way and holding on to God's grace every single step of our journey. On this podcast, I'll be sharing thoughts, things that God's teaching me and transparent talks. My hope is that when you listen, you'll feel equipped you'll be encouraged. And more than anything, I hope that you're inspired to live out your day-to-day calling in your own unique way. This podcast is for the woman who wants to hear, well done. Before we get into this episode, I definitely want to Just go ahead and do a medical disclaimer. Nothing that I share on this podcast or in this particular episode is to treat, cure, or diagnose any medical condition. Please take all of those concerns that you may have to your doctor. I am not an expert. (laughs) I am not a doctor. I am just someone who is sharing things for informational purposes only. So please consult your doctor. So when it comes to inflammation and when it comes to free radicals and all of these things that are floating around in our body, I mean, we're all affected by it because we're all exposed to some sort of toxin or or some sort of um, just whether it's air pollution or it's things that we're putting on our skin, which is the largest organ, you know, of our body. But we're taking in so many different things and God has made our body in such a way that when it is functioning optimally, that our body can ward off these things and our body can fight through these things. But just like anything else, if we're not giving the proper tools to do the job, i.e. our our bodies are not given the proper tools to do this job, 
then we are more susceptible to getting sicknesses and feeling sick and being unwell because of the constant exposures that we are just just in our environment and our food and things like that. Before I get into anything, I do want to say this. This is not Eden. As believers and followers of Christ, if you are a believer and follower of Christ, you know that this is not it, nor is it Eden. There is nothing perfect here and we are not perfect because this world is passing away. And I say that because I think that, you know, there's a whole diet culture out there eating so perfectly and, and, you know, there are people that can get truly, truly obsessed with, you know, food or calories or macros or protein, or, you know, there are people that are like, they're just going to eat carnivore people that are just saying, I'm just going to be a vegan, or there's so many different schools of thought and the fact of the matter is, is with all the information that you gather from wherever you gather it from, make sure that it is not Lord over you. And I just feel like I need to say that to someone. Food is food, right? And you are not a good person. If you eat a certain way, you're not a quote unquote bad person. If you eat a certain way, this is a fallen world with falling, fallen things. And it is truly about living in a graceful, living with as much grace as we have been given and recognizing the grace that we've been given, the mercy that we have every day. And that it is not about perfectionism because nothing here is perfect, nor can we eat perfectly. We're all going to be exposed to something. And God knew that, which is why he gave us, you know, the barrier of our, of our bodies, which is our skin. He's given us different ways and different systems within our bodies to fight a lot of the things that we were exposed to in our environment, in our food, different things that we're taking, taking in. So don't let any of these things be Lord over you because we cannot, can we help if we get sick? No, this is a fallen world. We cannot help if we get sick. There is sickness around us. Sometimes we are sick ourselves. We've all experienced a cold or a cut or a bruise. Some of us have experienced broken bones. Some of us have experienced our and are experiencing chronic issues. So please, I just wanted to get that out of the way. Give yourself grace in that area. All of this is to take in so that you are empowered, not so that you feel like you have to do everything perfectly because that does not exist. Everybody's body is so unique. There's only one of you. God made literally one of you. And your body, your experiences, your um, the way that you grew up, the things that you grew up eating, eating your culture, your traditions, um, wherever it is you may be living, all of those things influence the way that we eat and our health. Purpose of all of this is so that you feel empowered with the information to make the best decisions for you, for your body. And the reason why we <laughs> we ask God to bless our food before we eat it is because sometimes we don't know what we're taking in. You know, if we eat at a, a, a restaurant or if something wasn't handled properly or, you know, you see, I see news all the time where I'm forwarding information or family members are forwarding information to me about, you know, an outbreak of salmonella at this place or this recall is going on here. It is just more evidence that this is not a perfect world. I hope that this information is empowering to you, it's encouraging to you, and that it's not a weight on your shoulders. We are literally all doing the best that we can. Some days are going to be a little better than uh, than others, you know, and some weeks it's going to feel like, you know what, 
I'm just about to eat <laughs> these French fries and this burger, and I am going to enjoy every bit of it and thank God for it too. So I had to say all of that for someone out there. And I just wanted to remind you, give yourself grace. It is not about eating perfectly. There is no such thing. So moving on, all of this is centered around what God has given us for food. And I truly believe one of the parts that's most broken in our food system is that we gave um, the the government, quote unquote, the uh, basically we we gave them this happened, you know, just a couple de- decades ago. We gave them the right to tell us what we should be eating and how we should be eating and having those nutrition facts and these food pyramids and my plate. And we've had all these different things. I'm not here to bash any of those things, but I am here to say those were developed by people. And sometimes there is, um, let's just say there are benefits to some of these things being created. And even, you know, one of the reasons why I don't, <laughs> I, I, I feel really compelled to do some, you know, the research and the reading for myself and, and seeing what my personal physical experience has been, as well as those in my family is because I want to know that I can use food and the food that God created for the body he created. I mean, he created this food for our bodies so that we could do all the things that we need to do in this life and in this world. And not just that, I don't believe that um, it, you know, medicine, quote unquote, or a pill for every ill. I just don't, I don't subscribe to that. I think that there are many things that we can do with a food first approach. And the more that we know about food and the benefits of it, the more we can incorporate these things into our lives and into our lifestyles so that our body is getting the fuel that it needs on every level from the macronutrients. And that's your, you know, your carbohydrate, your fat and your protein to the micronutrients and phytochemicals that our body uses, um, for different, um, like enzymes. And I mean, there's so many different things that our body needs to function well. And many times we're missing those things if we're just eating the quote unquote standard American or Western diet, where it's heavily laden with ultra processed foods, um, ultra manipulated foods and food-like substances. And I probably say that a lot, but it's true. There are so many things that we eat that don't have any life in them. And what I mean by that is, I think I mentioned on the last episode, you know, say you make a, a loaf of bread and that loaf of bread takes just a few ingredients. And way back in the day, and not that long ago, you can probably probably ask your great grandmother at this point, you know, when they made bread, how did they make it? And what did they do? They used so much of what they made and so much was made at home. And we, a lot of us just don't do that anymore. And if we do, a lot of the things that we have come out of a box anyways. And I'm not talking about pasta that has to be processed to make pasta, right? Um, If you're going to buy a dry noodle, unless you're going to make it from scratch, which you can definitely do that too. It's actually not that hard. They used, you know, when they made bread and they baked bread from scratch, one of the things that they did was they made like French toast the next day or something like that, or bread pudding because it was referred to as day old bread. 
And the reason why is because it could absorb that that custard mixture. So it could absorb the egg yolks and the vanilla and, and the um, the milk and maybe melted butter or whatever um, they may have used. There's so many different recipes, but you get what I'm saying. From French toast to bread pudding, the concept was you had this bread that was drying out. It was quote unquote day old bread. And after this, the next day, the bread wasn't as soft. It wasn't as fluffy. It wasn't as tender because it was going bad. And when I mean going bad, I mean food is supposed to, anything that is alive is is going to get to a point where it may mold or it may turn, you know, a different shade. It, it may grow things on it. You're eating lunch. Sorry about that. But this day old bread was used so they wouldn't throw this out. And so there would be another way that they could use this food that they baked and, and, or, you know, you know, breadcrumbs, they would make breadcrumbs out of it. And we don't necessarily do things like that today. I mean, some of us do, and, and there's nothing wrong if you buy your bread from the store. I mean, buy your bread from the store. That's, that's kind of not the point that I'm making. The point is that when we're eating something and it can sit on a shelf um, there's one thing to preserve something. It's another thing to add so many terrible things to that food that it can sit on a shelf for, and I'm not even talking about canned food, right? That was made to sit specifically for a year or a couple of years. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the things that we buy in a plastic package um, that can sit there for, I mean, what seems like forever and not quote unquote go bad. And the reason why it doesn't go bad is because it's not like that fresh bread that was made with ingredients that could go bad because there was life in that food. And when I say life, I mean, literally on a molecular level, there are things going on in that bread. There's yeast, right? Yeast is a living active thing. You buy it, it may even be called active dry yeast or even freeze-dried yeast, but this thing is active, which means that it grows, which means that it produces something. And it also, you know, it you, you put the sugar in the bread and the yeast eats it and it gives off carbon dioxide and it makes the loaf rise. You know, if we make something that has eggs in it, those eggs were what? It was something, if you get what I'm saying, we're eating a lot of food that has no life in it whatsoever, which is why it has to be, after it's refined so much, it has to have so many things added to it. Um, it has to have words on the package like fortified, because if not, everything good and everything that was alive in that food has been stripped away from it so that it could, sh so that it could sit on a shelf for months and months and sometimes years and years. So when we're talking about taking in things that are inflammatory or things that um, cause free radicals in our bodies, and we can't miss the fact that if we're not eating real whole food, we are way more susceptible because our body by default is not getting what it needs. Calories are not enough. So, you know, calories, that's literally like the energy that your body, you know, uses. I'm not, I'm not going to get into all of that, but, you know, 80 calories from an apple, say, 
And then say you have something like one of those little something cakes out of a box that has 100 and 180 calories. It matters where those calories are coming from because I think I've said this before too, like our body does not read a nutrition label. It reads what's in that food. And if there is life in that food, if there are things that our body can use. So for instance, on one hand, you have this apple that has not as much as berries, but it has antioxidants in it, right? And we know that this is something that can quote unquote go bad. If we cut an apple and we leave it sitting out, the reason why it turns brown is because it oxidizes which means those little chemicals in there, the little plant chemicals, the phytonutrients, those molecules are actually dying, which is why it's turning brown. It will, our food literally will give us clues if it is no longer good. You know, it'll smell a certain way or it will turn a certain color or it'll taste sour or bitter because that food is no longer fresh. It's losing all of those good properties, right? It's sitting there and it's oxidizing. It is losing those good properties. It's dying, if you will. I'm just kind of using that because I don't know what else to use right now in that example. But say you take out this little whatever cake out of this box and you sit it on the counter. If you come back after an hour, the apple will be brown and the other thing will just be sitting there. If you come back probably a week, You've got something else going on with the apple that I don't even want to talk about because it's going to make me itch. But over here on this little cake, nothing has happened. Nothing has happened. It really is like a science project. Because of so many of the preservatives that are placed in this food, okay, this food's not going to die because there's nothing in it. There's nothing alive in it. And all of the synthetic things that are added to our foods It doesn't mean that our body is going to respond in the same way to a food that has life in it. So that I I just kind of wanted to give that picture. I love pictures. I wanted to give that picture. And so now think about taking which one of those things that you take into your body. What do we think that it does inside of us? What does our body have to use? What does, what process does our body have to do in order to take in this food that it may get the calories from, yes, because there's sugar, right? But in fat and, and, you know, hydrogenated this so it can sit on that shelf for a long time and all these things that cause free radicals in the body, they can't be used for fuel in the sense of, you know, our body can use this on so many different levels from the cell level to the um, what that produces in our bodies and what that, um, what that benefits in our bodies. No, it's doing something completely different. And I think that when we, it helps me to have visuals like that. So when I want chips <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I still eat chips. Like I have probably everything that you eat, you know, maybe not everything. Cause I have allergies. It, it's a, we'll talk about that in another episode. Cause that one is going to be lengthy, um, about food allergy and I mean, and all the, all of those things. So when you're, you know, taking in these different foods, your body is not responding in the same way. And we can, you know, the body gives us ways that we know this, just like that apple is going to turn brown in our bodies, our body will respond as well. So that may be something like blood sugar issues. That may be something like wanting even more sweet things. 
our body will send us these clues and say, okay, that thing you gave me, it's the reason why you can go to a fast food place and eat a bunch of greasy food. Um, and I mean, I'm not saying everything's greasy through a fast food place. I'm just using this as an example. You can deep fry stuff at home too and eat a bunch of greasy stuff at home. So that's not really what I'm saying, but you can eat a bunch of greasy food or think the last time you had a really, really rich meal. Um, and you may have even craved something sweet afterwards. And the reason why we have a lot of cravings and whatnot is because our body is still saying, you didn't give me what I need. So I'm going to send out these cues to you. I'm going to literally send out hormones to tell you to crave this certain thing because the body on glucose. So the easiest way that it can get quote unquote energy is to tell you to eat more sugar because there is nothing in that little cake other than, you know, some fats and some sugars. There's nothing that the body is really using that is going to help it do the processes that it needs to do most. So when it comes to anti-inflammatories, you know, I talk about these free radicals that are in the body and the body has this amazing way of scavenging these free radicals and breaking them down, moving them out of the system. But if the body's not given the things that it needs to do that, we can cause some issues and we can cause some chronic problems to happen. And until the body gets what it needs, you may start craving things that you're like, why do I keep wanting sugar? Or why do I keep wanting salty things? You know, if we're lacking some minerals, sometimes our body will send a cue and we'll crave salt. Um, Not always, but you know, sometimes. Sometimes it'll make you crave things that are really fattening because the body's like, we need energy that is going to last. And, and we are like going into, I won't get into all of that. Let me keep myself on track. (laughs) So as we are eating, it's so important that, so say you eat the chips, you eat the fries, you, you know, all of those things, eat them. I'm not, I'm, you won't hear me say never eat such and such. You're a grown person. You do what you want to do. Um, you earn your living, you make your money, you buy what you want to buy. That is your business. But I, I do want to encourage you to add things to your to your plate, add things to your day so that at least you know that your body is getting what it needs so that if it is inundated with, you know, a whole bunch of fat, a whole bunch of sugar, a whole bunch of really highly ultra processed foods, a whole, a whole lot of food like things. If your body is getting some real food, it has something to work with. And that's really the point that I want to make today. Some of the things that are really amazing when it comes to reducing inflammation in the body, when it comes to helping the body perform and function as it needs to, with the exception of making sure you're getting enough calories, because that's ext- that's extremely important, but is to get things that are going to help your body fight inflammation. One of the things that I absolutely love that most people have access to is ginger root. So... It is, you know, this funny looking thing. (laughs) It looks like a, you know, depending on how you break the different parts off, it can look like a a little person almost. But these roots, uh, those you can find in your produce section. Um, I get mine from Walmart all the time. Aldi sometimes sells them in a bag for like $1.99 for several roots in that bag, which a lot of times is the best option. They'll be, anyway, they're in your produce section. And that is one of the easiest ways 
that you can help your body to fight inflammation. It's also amazing for your gastrointestinal tract. Like if you have any sort of upset stomach or if you just have a sour stomach, any of those things is amazing for digestion. It is seriously, it's amazing. So you can take this root and I usually take the back of a spoon and you can literally just skin it. I'll cut off the top and the bottom. Um, and then I'll just cut it into slices. I'll pop some in a freezer. Um, and you can put those in like a little, um, ice cube tray, cover that with some water and you can do that. Or what I, one of my favorite things to do is to just cut off a big chunk of it, drop it in the bottom of a mug, put a little bit of honey on top of it or coconut sugar or regular cane sugar. And then I'll pour some boiling hot water over top, cover it, let it steep for about 15 to 20 minutes. And you have an amazing tea. It has a little bit of a spice to it, but when you add that sweetener, it kind of balances out. I also love to make stir fries with this. Uh, Super, super easy to do. Grab some cabbage, chop it up, some carrots, whatever you like in a stir fry. Pop some coconut oil or, you know, whatever oil you you like to use, preferably one that can be heated um, without going rancid, like something like an avocado oil or coconut oil. Um, something that has a high smoke point that's not super, super um, processed. So uh, toss that in there with, I usually put chicken thighs. Um, I'll put some coconut aminos, which is like a soy-free sauce. It's fermented coconut sap. It tastes very similar to soy sauce. Pop that in there. Pop that cabbage in there. Saute it after the chicken's done. Um, add some garlic, a little bit of salt, and boom. You know, have whatever you want on the side, rice, quinoa, whatever, and dinner's done. You can do this with a soup the next time you make um, a a stock, a vegetable stock. Um, You can take just big pieces of the ginger. You can toss some garlic in there. And it is amazing to just sip on that, especially on like the cold winter months. If you have anyone in your home that's sick, most people do not have an issue with ginger with, with the exception of it being spicy. And it is absolutely phenomenal for your body. A lot of cultures have been using ginger for literal centuries. And turmeric is another one. It looks just like ginger, but it has an orange color as opposed to ginger, which has a yellow color. It also is an amazing anti-inflammatory. All of these are things that God made, (laughs) which is why I'm always talking about whole real food. I'm not talking about store whole foods. I'm talking about real whole foods. And it is amazing for uh, for ginger, for example. It can soothe the intestinal tract. Um, It can fight free radicals. Um, It's absolutely amazing. And I would encourage you to try it in some preparation this week just to make sure that your body is getting something that is going to help with inflammation. It's also great. And, And the more you take in foods that are inflammatory, I'm sorry, that that are anti-inflammatory. When you're taking in foods that are inflammatory, mind you, this is not like, oh, if you're going to eat this horrible meal, eat ginger and you'll be fine. That is not what I'm saying. (laughs) But I am saying if we are eating highly processed foods and eating all those things that cause inflammation in the body can lead to inflammation, then the least we can do is add things to our our plates on a regular basis, making these things 
um, incorporating some of these things into our diet, whether that be through a tea or soup or a salad or a meal that you're making, I just think that it is such a no-brainer. It is so easy to do that. So I think that um, healthy eating and healthy living, I think it can get so complicated because many times people portray that it looks like this one way. It looks like only eating this or only eating that. When I think more of the conversation needs to be on what we need to eat more of, because naturally, if we're eating more of the things that our body needs, we will crave things that it doesn't much less. Like literally you will start to crave those things less when your body's getting what it actually needs. And it doesn't have to keep sending out these cues that it is under duress um, and that it needs something to actually help it do the processes that God has created it to do. So I just wanted to touch on, (laughs) um, and it's also amazing for if you have gas and bloating and all of those things. Ginger can be absolutely amazing. You don't have to use huge chunks of it. You can just use little bits of it. I'll also make these carrot ginger muffins for my husband that he loves. And I will just grate some of the um, ginger up in there along with my grated carrots. I'll be sharing some recipes on the things that I'm talking about soon. If you don't already follow, um, subscribe to the Style and Stewardship Um, YouTube channel, um, you can go ahead and do that if you are interested in seeing what I'm talking about and how I'm using these foods and the recipes that I honestly, I'm at the point right now where I've just like when I go to, cause I, I'm a, I'm more so someone that cooks than bakes and baking is more so a science. And I, I'm definitely not, yeah, we don't need to get into all that, but I love to get into the kitchen and just create new recipes. I love to feed people. I love to eat. I'm a foodie. And I also think that the more that you can incorporate um, healthy things into your food, the more you will actually crave them when you are really when you're exposed to these flavors and you see that, oh my goodness, I ate at home and I feel satisfied and I don't feel like I need to go and take a nap and I have energy today and I didn't sleep terribly last night. I mean, there's so many benefits to eating food in the way that the body understands. I'm not talking about a package. I'm not talking about a label. I'm talking about food in its whole state that the body actually understands. And it doesn't have to work so, so hard to basically clean up. It's like clean up on aisle three because we've, you know, because we're constantly eating so many things that the body has to work extremely hard to get rid of. So that is what I want to encourage you with this week is to incorporate ginger. I think I've spoken before about pineapple. I'll link that episode. Pineapple is absolutely amazing. It's an amazing anti-inflammatory, but there were so many. I just wanted to cover this one and just kind of share the thoughts behind it. Again, give yourself grace. Food is fuel and we should treat it as such. It is fun. (laughs) Um, It is a time where we can gather and have meals together, feed our families. And the more information that we have that can empower us to make the best decisions possible for our health, for our health, and for for those under our household, I mean, I think that that's one of the most important legacies that we can leave, which is a legacy of wellness. So until next time, your life matters. What you do with it matters. So what will you steward well?